Hello, Starship Atlas. I'm your morning news host, Ensign Ingrid Leffler. Let's get started. Today is day 105 of Mission Alpha 40 Leo 5. We departed from our second port of call, Kantaris 9, 30 days ago as part of our 68 day journey to our third port of call, Dereb, the city planet. Tagging alongside us is the Starship Perseus. To get to Dereb, we had to leave the Beta Centauri system and enter into the Lyrae system. In local news, over the last 12 hours, we've been experiencing a significant uptick in the amount of turbulence. I personally have spilled my coffee on myself six times this morning. That's two more times than I normally do. According to the vendor who was shout talking in Lift 4 this morning when I was on my way to the cafeteria to get said coffee that spilled, I quote, it's been a megaton of turbulence and no one in the Silver Wing could get out of their stage four bed harnesses this morning, end quote. This report has yet to be confirmed by any other resident in the Silver Wing, partially because no one has seen anyone from the Silver Wing this morning. More on that story as it develops. As a recap, we are currently acting as an escort to the less equipped diplomatic ship, the Starship Perseus. Currently, we are going through the asteroid field on the edge of the Beta Centauri system. Our cannon blasters have not stopped blasting for the last hour or so. Captain Atwood has notified everyone on board to expect some serious turbulence in the next two hours, and possibly some potential bruising. And now, for some safety reminders. In preparation for the asteroid field, we have been following X-Alpha protocol for the last 12 hours. As a reminder for what X-Alpha protocol is, it begins when you sit down. Every time you are sitting, you are expected to buckle up. Your bed setting should be converted to stage four as well. If it doesn't look like a full sleeping bag with a harness, then it's not stage four and you need to fix that. ASAP. During waking hours, all crew and guests will be expected to wear their personal airbag suits until we are out of the asteroid field. I would like to take a moment and gently scold my junior producer, Julie Erlins, for not wearing her personal airbag suit but at least we'll be safe from concussions and breaking bones when our airbag suits auto-inflate. Now, just remember that they auto-inflate when you move at a certain number of newtons of force. I don't really know the math, but that's what I've been told. So, junior producer Julie Orleans, put on your suit or I'll have Chief Novotum throw you in the brick. <sighs> Turning now to updates from our chief or Chief updates. Chief Head Chef Elizabeth Brown has noted that we haven't had to go on rationing yet, but she has decided to eliminate the salad bar for freshness reasons. She'd like to note that if our loss of salad bar affects your diet dramatically, and if you are in need of fiber, vitamins, or fiber, please report to the medical bay where you can get those nutritional goodies dispensed in the supplement form of your choosing. How nice. Chief of Engineering Taylor Greaves would like to notify everyone the power is going to be conserved for the rest of our journey through the asteroid field. All electronic entertainment systems will be turned off. We will be operating at minimum comfort levels. 
put on a sweater because it's not going to get much warmer than 340 degree couture's. Or 50 degrees Fahrenheit for those of you still following that ancient earth measuring system. Guys, seriously. Embrace the new. Moving on. The hospitality team has announced that they will be coordinating some non-electronic entertainment for us. They have scheduled an anti-grab dance show featuring the Madison Delegates Hula Team. There is an arts and crafts night. Please note, only glue and tape based projects, anything sharper will become weaponized in the turbulence. And they have installed an anti-grab ball pit in the tantrum room. Cynthia, our seven-headed chief of the Trade Center, announced four hours ago that she is closing the Trade Center in order to conserve power. All vendors are being moved to the main branch of the ship where they will reside alongside the Madison delegates on Deck 9 and Deck 10, for those who don't enjoy the levels of humidity currently installed on Deck 9. Cynthia reports that there have been a bit of resistance from vendors who are concerned about the fate of their wares among the turbulence. Cynthia's team are providing all vendors with extra padding, ropes, and cushions to protect their wares. We've had unconfirmed reports that a few vendors are refusing to move unless their wares come with them. Cynthia has reportedly told them that she will call security if they don't adhere to her orders. More on the story as it develops. And now! For some news from our glorious Europa Union. Fighting broke out among the small moons of the R-Z system. The Europa Union has sent inspectors to observe the fighting and has separately sent negotiators to see if they can negotiate a peace. Some interesting factors are at play here which will make negotiations difficult. The inhabitants of the moon of R-Z system are nocturnal and don't care for bright light. This will make the inspector's job quite difficult, as the fighting has already been taking place in the dark and they can't see what's going on. Those inspectors who have already arrived at the moon Zifferconic, the main source of the fighting, have sent in a request for night vision goggles. A speed shuttle from the starship Volcanus is en route now to deliver said goggles. In addition to the fighting in the R-Z system, the Heldar system is experiencing catastrophe. Last year's supernova at the edge of the Heldar system has had an unexpected consequence for the oceanic inhabitants of the Heldar system, which is to say they're experiencing famine. Oceanic inhabitants are no longer able to find the microscopic organisms that they eat, and the food chain has subsequently begun to collapse. The European Union has sent multiple starships to assess the situation on site. Officials fear that the food chain will not be able to recover and the famine will become permanent. We will keep you informed of any updates as these stories develop. This just in! Oh no, we are receiving reports that there are small floods happening on decks 3, 12, 20, and... 30. We have our head of plumbing, Jeb, on the comms now. Jeb, what can you tell us about what's going on? Hi, Leffler. Hi, listeners. I'm Jeb. I'm the chief plumber. To get straight to it, we got a whole lot of water coming in through the wrong parts of the ship. I've got four members on my plumbing team, so I sent members of my team to each of the decks to assess damage. We got it under control. Yikes. Jeb, it sounds like your team of space plumbers can be stretched thin fast. How could a regular crew member help you? So first off, flooding in space is no joke. Can't afford to lose water. The minute our ships start leaking water into space is the minute we're all doomed. So, I got the blessing of the captain and the first officer to temporarily reassign anyone of my choosing to the plumbing team until the problem is solved. I'll be asking civilians and crew to assist wherever I need them to. Okay, clear your minds everyone, let's focus. 
I've initiated the Hydro Protocol 7. If you're a junior engineering, science, or security officer, you've been reassigned effective immediately. Check your risk portals for your assignments. Security, expect orders relating to the removing of non-necessary personnel off of the flooded decks and the decks below them, so decks 2, 11, 19, and 29. Uh, Jeb, uh, Jeb, um, yeah, so, um, we're, we got, uh, flooding in the communication station on deck 15, um, uh, I'm next to a pipe that is springing leak after leak, okay, um, Julie, yeah, yeah, do that, okay, I'm transferring our show over to portable recorders so we can turn off our main equipment, apologies for any change in sound quality. I hear you loud and clear, Leffler. I'm on route to deck 15. Can you describe to me the amount of water that's coming in? Um, well, it's hit ankle height, and it's uh, rising pretty fast. Um, uh... I was afraid of that. Okay, listen up. Based on my calculations, if that water reaches knee height, then all of our current drinking water is officially out of its containment unit, on the floor, and very undrinkable. We need to find a way to stop the water from getting out. Um, well, what should I, what should I do here? Uh, how do I stop it? Have you tried putting your hand over the cracked pipe? Um, well, it's coming up pretty fast, and my hand's big, but not that big. Do you see a red handle on or directly against the pipe? Uh, yeah. Darn it. Um, uh, Jeff, any, any more ideas you might have? Okay, I got it now. I'm sending you something left for via the pneumatic tube. When you get it, open it quickly and throw it at the pipe. Got it. Done. Oh my goodness, what is that thing? Is it growing? Is it maintaining a solid blue? Yes and yes, but um, Jeff, what the heck is this? It's blinking at me. It's a mushi. It's from the planet Moosh Moosh. Picked up about six of them last time I was there doing some extra plumbing work. They can grow up to be the size of a large water cow. You know how big water cows are. The more water they drink, the more they grow. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, definitely growing. It's about the size of a cow's beagle now. Awesome. Okay, I'm sending these to the other decks that are reported flooding and instructions to the plumber's wrist portals to release them. until they max out at about water cow size. Then, we milk them. We send the water through the filtration system. That's how we get our water back. As they're being milked, the mooshies should shrink back to hamster size, and then we let them sleep for a while. Okay, I don't know how to ask this delicately, Jeff, but um, how does one milk a mooshie? Oh, that's easy. They got conical udders, just like a veterinarian's cow. That part's the easy part. The hard part is that we have to milk them quickly so the mooshies don't become permanently water cow size. Um, okay, Chubb. So according to our junior producer, Julie Orleans, she did a quick scan of personnel files and we don't have a lot of crew members who know how to milk conical udders. Sorry about that, my wrist portal was acting out. 
This is the third time that happened today. Okay, listen, folks. If any vendor or crew member has the ability to milk conical udders, please call me. She can patch it through. I'm on my way to the communication station on deck 15 now. Seven, please. We're gonna milk the mushies to heaven come. Move all that water straight into our infiltration system so we can refill our water silos. Home free. Please head out to the medical bay for hydration tablets and to be put in the light coma. Turning now to our recap reconnaissance corner, a segment focused on what's happening on TV last night and what's going to happen tomorrow night. With over 10,000 channels available on our Europa Union Bunk televisions, it's too much content for any one person to watch and review. So, we ask our crewmates to write in and tell us what they've been watching on their off-duty hours and make recommendations. The segment today is written by Terry Renault of the Engineering Squad Alpha. She writes that her new favorite show is Curated Curios in the Curious Case of the Corner Cabinet. It's a show from Canopius 54 that follows Karina Caruso, a feline humanoid hybrid who owns an antique shop on Canopius 54. She shows off her latest antique discoveries, gives backstories, and hosts interactive auctions where viewers can place bids. Terry recommends having a credit port in front of you before you dial, otherwise you might get hung up on if you're not immediately ready to transfer money. Terry does mention that she's won three bids but hasn't received any antiques yet. 
She's hoping that her antique telegraphic transponder in the shape of a neon orange palm tree will be there when we get to our next port of call. Curated Curios in the Curious Case of the Corner Cabinet airs every Friday night at 7pm on channel 108X. Thanks, Terry! Our recommendation for what you should be watching tomorrow comes from Elias Sheltler, a sous chef. Elias writes that we should all tune in tomorrow at 10pm to watch Sheltering Sunrise, a reality show that follows architects as they design their clients' dream mega mansions on the purple shores of Super Premius 2. Only the most elite and the richest of humanoids are able to afford access to Super Premius 2, much less build a mega mansion. You get to watch architects sweat it out as they try and capture their clients' whimsiest wishes and turn it into an enviable reality. Spoiler alert! This week's episode has a great plastic surgery scene where the lead architect and has the subordinate architects all embed 3D pens in their hands so they can literally create plans for the client on the spot to critique. Honestly, it sounds terrible. I'm not really sure I can handle that watching that level of judgment. Just kidding! I will be watching tonight with Lieutenant Cloud in the rec room on deck 9. We will be harnessing ourselves to the wall so we can eat dinner as we watch. Come on and join us! Our final segment today, before I sign off, is short, but highly necessary. We're going to talk about hygiene, because it's important to maintain hygiene, especially, especially when traveling through an asteroid weight belt for over 50 days. Even though it's not safe to take off your personal airbag suit while traveling, we really need to find ways to keep ourselves from getting stinky. Because a stinky crew kills morale. And if I have to smell BO while I'm strapped to my wall harness one more time, I'm gonna vomit. And then that's just gonna be messy to clean up. We've pulled different departments for their tips and tricks, and here's what's come back. Let's begin with my own department, communications. From our junior communications officer, Eli Haddock. He's just jumping in the pool on deck eight. To quote, your suit gets wet, yes, but then you smell like pool and not poop. End quote. Descriptive, Eli. Very descriptive. From an unnamed crew member. Embrace the smell. Embrace the B.O. Tis the smell of adventure and victory and of life. Oh, I had to make that sound. Okay. There you have it. From another unnamed senior officer in the engineering department, quote, stock open wet wipes, attach yourself to a wall harness, and take off one sleeve at a time to wipe down, end quote. Well, that's not as terrible as jumping in a pool and sitting in a wet air suit. Um, it doesn't account for the fact that there are no more wet wipes. According to Cynthia's first head, there are rumors of a black market for wet wipes, but this is still a rumor and I have not been able to source that yet. Because I've asked every vendor and half the crew if they know of some for sale, and there have been mostly denials. And then a few odd questions like, do you know the price of pairs on Personius 5? As someone from Personius 2, I can assure you there is no Personius 5, so there is no way you could sell pairs on Personius 5. <sighs> Doesn't make any sense. More on this story as it develops. Well, folks, it has been quite an exciting day. And we're going to sign off with today's saying, Today a mushi, tomorrow a moosh moosh. I'm not really sure who came up with that one, but I'd love to know what it means. Feel free to message me if you know, and if you know the price of pairs on Personius 5. Remember to keep your personal airbag suits on and adhere to the stage 4 safety protocol. 
And if you have spare wet wipes, I really could use them. Have a great day, folks. Hi everyone, this is Sarah, the writer, creator, and voice of Ingrid Leffler. Um, quick shout out to Steve, who voiced Jeb in this episode. Um, this was recorded back in January of 2021, and it's been quite a while since uh, I heard it, and it makes me laugh. Um, apologies to any listeners we have for the delay. I know I promised the second half of season one starting in September, but you know, life happens, editing takes a while, and once again, life happens. Um, but I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, please check us out on Instagram at the Starship Atlas, Twitter, we have one of those too, same thing, and we also have a website where this will be posted at the www.thestarshipatlas.com. Thanks!